0: Thank you, choir. Turn your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. As you see, an outline in your bulletin there this morning. I want to attempt something today that I have not done my entire life. I guess I did it in first service, but we'll see if it happens again. I want to teach you the outline you hold in your hands in seven minutes or less. For those of you who have never amen in church, you missed a wonderful opportunity to amen at that moment. Now, before you get too excited, I'm not going to be done in seven minutes, so don't, don't, don't get any ideas. But as we look at this passage of Scripture, there is such powerful, simple, yet profound truths that I think are so key for us to understand joy in our life. The challenge comes when we begin to say, not do I believe that or not, but how do I have traction in that in my life? What would it look like for that to really be happening in me today and tomorrow? And I want to take a portion of our time and, and look at a modern day parable that I think would help unpack what this could look like. But look with me at Philippians chapter 2, starting at verse 12, reading through verse 18. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation." In which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. In order that I may boast on that day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith. I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. As you remember, we're in this series called Fighting for Joy, walking through the book of Philippians, verse by verse, and and Paul is teaching us the power of the joy of the Lord and the strength that it is in our life. In these verses, he's talking to the people of Philippi, and he's saying to them, it is your obedience, it is your following God hard and strong that not only brings joy to me, but it should bring joy to you. I want to look at a couple things if you have your outline right in there We see that when we are following god with all of our heart We have our full potential in him and so potential is reached when we work out our salvation Potential is reached when we work out our salvation if i'm going to have the greatest joy in my life It will come when I am living my greatest potential and Paul was telling us in this passage for, for us, even even us today, to work out our salvation. Now don't misunderstand this. He's not saying work in your salvation. There's nothing that you or I can do to, to save ourselves. You don't work for your salvation that you can do it in your own strength. He doesn't say work for your salvation. Well, I know I can't do it on my own, but if I work hard enough, he'll know how sincere I am, and then maybe he'll chip in and help me with the rest of the deficit. It's not work for, but work out your salvation. In other words, this is telling us that we are to live the life that's been given to us, to work out what God has freely given to us. Live like a Christian. Live like a follower of God. We see here there's some practical exercises as We follow this challenge to work out our salvation one total obedience look in your Bible there at verse 12 Therefore my dear friends as you have always obeyed if you write in your Bible I'd encourage you to underline that word always that's a lot you've always Obeyed not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. You see there's a difference in obedience You can have shoulder obedience and you can have heart obedience Shoulder obedience is when I look over my shoulder to see who's watching. And and if the right person is there, then then I will begin to do what is right because I want to know who's watching me. But heart obedience is what they had. Not only did they obey every time that someone was watching them, but they obeyed when no one was watching them. And they pleased the Lord. There's also not only obedience all the time, there's focused intensity. Obey Continue to work out your salvation, this is obedience, with fear and trembling. Now, I don't believe that Scripture is telling us that we should be uh, afraid of God and terrified of God. And and so for you to work out your salvation, you should always be waiting to get struck by a lightning bolt. But this fear and trembling, the way it's put together in these words here, gives us probably a a, a better word picture of uh, an awe, a reverence, a this is a holy moment. This is an important moment. We all can think of a time when you've been in a situation where you knew whatever you did, whatever you said, could make the difference. It maybe it was at school in an exam, maybe it was at work in a business deal. What would happen in the next few seconds could mean everything. That's the word picture here. It's obeying with a focused intensity, almost as if your hand is trembling, not out of being terrified, but it's saying, If I obey, God could change everything. This is the creator of the universe. This is the one who can do all things. And it's this focused intensity. We also see here at the end of this verse that it's not in our own strength. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. It's his energy. This word work in the Greek is where we get our English word energy. So probably even better translated, God's energy. God has strength to work in us. It's his energy in us. Now let's look on at verse 14 and 16 real fast. Do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like the stars of the universe. Well, let's take that a little bit backwards. Let's start at the end of that. How can we shine like stars in the universe? How can we reach the greatest potential that God has for us? In a crooked and messed up world, we could stand out as gleaming jewels of God. He says, stop complaining. Stop grumbling. Don't grumble and don't complain. Now, now you know the difference here. When we are complaining, it's, I didn't get what I want. We need to realize our potential we need to not complain and and say I I didn't get my way, but but I'm not going to stay with that attitude when we move on to arguing Complaining and then arguing This is not I didn't get my way. It's I'm going to get my way no matter what just try me It's easy to move from complaining to arguing Or we argue enough and we lose and we begin to complain about losing Paul says this is not the way to joy. So it's simple Have joy in your life. Shine like the stars of the universe by comparison to the world around you, by God who is at work in you. Work out your salvation. Live like a Christian. And don't complain. Don't argue and obey all the time. Not just when someone's looking, but even when you're all by yourself. Like I said, this is a passage we go, well, this is true. This is God's word. This is authoritative in our life. Why is it then that so many people, even in the church, struggle to see this as reality for them? Why don't we live it out? Now, this is the truth that we have just read together. This is the Word of God. This is our authority. And what I'm about to share with you is not authoritative in and of itself. It's because it is teaching the principles of what God's Word says. Uh, I was touched by... A modern-day parable that I was coming across again for a a reminder this week. Hal Perkins wrote a modern-day parable in his book called Discipled by Jesus. And I want to share that modern-day parable with you in just a moment. If you'd like to do some further reading on this parable and these truths that are rooted in God's Word, talk to me and I can help you figure out how to get a copy of that book. I want to invite some friends to come up and help me as as we walk through a modern-day parable that will help us begin to see how could this passage in in Philippians chapter 2 work out for us. So my helpers, come on up where you're at. Come on up. See how much they trust me. Two of them trust me. Here we go. Here's some others. As they're coming up, I want to ask you a question. How many of you have heard of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table? You've heard that. Come on up. Have a seat. How many have heard of that? Very good. Well, I want us today to think about King Arthur and the Knights of of the Round Table. Yes, Jack is ready. And I I guess if you're going to have a King Arthur, Knights of the Round Table scenario, you have to have a king. And if you're going to have a king, then you you probably better have a a crown. And so you're going to be our little King Arthur today, but just for today, just king for today. And uh, we'll, we'll let you be king. Here, does that fit like that? That's good. And, and as you know of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, he brought advisors, knights around him, that he gave great power to give all kinds of input into the kingdom, but, but there was only one king. And though they would discuss things that would happen there was one king and it was the job of the king to make sure His will was carried out by all others So things like this would happen They would meet together and because they were in a kingdom they had to watch their back They had to make sure they would could trust each other openly and honestly And so there was no hidden agenda no hidden weapon And so before they would meet they would take out their swords and they'd put it on the table to show allegiance to one another very good and uh as they would put it out there and they would swear allegiance to one another, then they'd begin to talk about the kingdom. They'd talk about the things that are going on in the kingdom that are good, and they would celebrate that. And, and then they would talk amongst themselves about the things that are not good, and they would try to figure out how, how, how could we do better, how could we fix that. But no matter what they talked about, no matter what conclusion they came to, it was the king's responsibility to say what it was he wanted done, and the advisors are the knights' responsibility to carry out the will of the king. That's what a kingdom is. It's not a democracy. They didn't vote. There was a king. Even though there was great advisors, that's how it took place. You guys can go ahead and put your swords away. You're making me nervous. I don't know what you're going to do with those. You know, this kingdom picture is a lot like what's happened in our life. You see, even though we don't have a physical Knights of the round table in our life, probably. But we have in our heart a, a, an invisible place in our innermost being where there is a king and there are advisors. And in this kingdom, there is not King Arthur, but little King Will. And in every one of our lives, we have a will, and and we've been born with the will. And and in this kingdom, it is the will's responsibility to choose to decide what should be done. And though there's all kinds of advisors, it is his responsibility to act, to set his will, to chart the course, and to carry out the decision. And just like in any other kingdom, when good decisions are made, the kingdom goes well. When bad decisions are made, the kingdom does not go well so well. Now, little King Will was born at an early age. I guess that's kind of how it happens. <laughs> and even at the age of 2, little King Will still had these advisors who were also born at an early age. And at the age of 2, some terrible things began to happen. He began to flex his muscle as will and there began to have some turbulence in the kingdom. Uh, little King Will went on to kindergarten, and, and he began to have some trouble in kindergarten and, and got in trouble with the teachers, and, and that led to middle school, and, and he began to get caught up with the wrong crowd and inevitably got in, involved in drugs, and, and all kinds of things started happening, and, and before long, he was in high school, and then he dropped out of high school. And it didn't take too many years or too many months, before the entire kingdom, his entire life, was a mess. And the advisors were paying the price, and, and they were along for the ride. And though they gave input, and though they led to some of these decisions, they are feeling it too. And so one day, the unthinkable thing happened. The knights, the advisors met without the king. And so they huddled together, huddle up guys, and they began to talk and discuss about all the crisis that was going on in the kingdom. They began to talk about how the kingdom was an absolute mess. And they came to a conclusion that was kind of scary. They said, I, I think we need a new king. But-, but they couldn't imagine how to tell little King Will about this, because even though he raised them up and gave them great authority to talk, but he's still the king, and, and-, and they don't know if he would receive it or if he would chop their head off. He didn't know, and so they-, they didn't know what to do, and so they elected among themselves somebody to be the spokesperson. And so they turned to this advisor, and they said, you will be the spokesperson. You are going to tell little King Will that we need a new king. And so the next time they met, they came together, and as was their pattern, they pulled out their swords, they put them on the table, swearing allegiance to each other, they pulled out their swords, there we go, very good, and showing they didn't have anything to hide, and, and that they were, uh, they were there for each other. And and then they began to talk about the kingdom, and as the king would lead them in the discussion, like they've done many, many times before, there was kind of a silence and These two advisors looked to the first, and and she said, King Will, we've got some things we need to tell you. The kingdom is a mess. And King Will says, I know. Yeah, but but there's more I need to tell you, and and I'm afraid you may not take it too well, but but it's too important for me not to tell you. And so, little King Will, we uh, we think we need a new king. And she ducked. Not sure what he would do, but little King Will did not respond in anger, but he dipped his head and in shame and in honesty he said, you're right, we do need a new king. But you're my advisors. Do you have any advice for me? And, and, and the spokesperson said, well, yes, I, I do have some advice for you. We've heard that there is a good king, a great king, a king above all other kings. He is all powerful. He is the best. In fact, whenever he makes decisions, he makes decisions for the good of everyone, not just himself. And, and, and he is an amazing king. Well, King Will says, well, well who is he? And the three advisors in unison, they look to King Will and they say, His name is Jesus. And so the advisor said, It's our thought that if you would invite King Jesus to the kingdom, and if you would be willing not to be king and to let him be king, we think that he could save our life. We think he could save our kingdom. And King Will says, Let's let's do this. And so... Little King Will sends a call out to invite Jesus up to the table. And so I want to invite Jesus to come on up to the table now. Little King Will makes some room for Jesus. We don't want him falling off the platform. Here we go. Very good. And Jesus comes in and and sits at the table. And as Jesus was making his way, little King Will had plenty of time to prepare his speech. and, And he said, King Jesus... I have made a lot of bad decisions. I've messed up the kingdom really bad. And he began to tell him how horrible he was. And, and Jesus just nodded as if he understood and knew everything in intimate detail. And he said, uh, uh, my, my advisors tell me that that if if you would be king, that they think you could save our kingdom, you could save our life. And, and Jesus says, oh, little King Will, I, I can save you fact i've been watching you for a long time and i've been knocking at your door and i'm so thankful that you let me in and little king will interrupts him and says well jesus i'm not done with my speech yet that, that's that's nice but 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 i've been thinking and and you know for you to be king of my kingdom and i'm the king of my kingdom and 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 i know your name is king jesus then i think that you're going to have to you know have a crown and so i'll just go ahead and let you borrow my my little king will crown and and that will help you be king and and so so, Jesus, I, I want you to have my little king will crown. And Jesus says to, to Will, oh Will, thank you, but there's a few things I need to explain to you. I, I don't need your little king will crown to be king. I am the king. I am the king of kings. There is no one greater than me. And as much as I appreciate you wanting me to have your little King Will hat, I don't need that. I am the king. And so little King Will, I'm going to refuse to take away your will, your little King Will hat. But let me tell you how I'm going to lead. If you invite me in, I can save your kingdom, but I'm going to lead by serving you. And though I have all power and might and and I could come in and I could just dictate things I'm not going to choose to do that and most of the time king will I I, I am going to guide you and direct you though I could step in at any moment and do whatever I wanted to most of the time. I'm going to guide and direct you you see I created you as a person I created you will and I created your advisors and and you know what? I didn't create you just to boss you around like a robot in fact I can boss anything around. I can snap and make galaxies. I can just speak and things come into existence. But, but Will, I created you for relationship. And so I, I want to save the kingdom, and I want to come in and help save the kingdom. And, but it's, it's not just your hat that I want. I need a relationship with you, and, and that's going to take trust. Do you trust me, Will? If you trust me, it's easy to say that. But if you trust me, you have to listen to me and do what I Say Now well, I I need to tell you something else if i'm gonna come in and save the kingdom uh, Not only am I not going to get rid of your little king will hat. I'm not going to get rid of these guys either Now I know these advisors have been with you a long time And they've given you some bad advice and and they've led to some of the mess that's in the kingdom, but i'm not going to get rid of them But for me to be king of the kingdom I I need to remind you and talk to you about some of these advisors Little King Will, this advisor, oh, let me tell you about her. She is such a gift. She's such a gift. But she talks and 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 talks. All the time she talks. She just pesters you and talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. You try to sleep and she talks. Now, now, you think that she's pretty smart, and, and, and you think that she has a lot to say because you've been listening to her your whole life. But, but, I mean, you try to sleep, she wakes you up, and she talks. She talks and talks and talks and talks and talks and talks, and talks all the time. You see, that's because this advisor is, is your mind. And, and I have created you with the mind, little King Will, and, and you have a good mind. You're a good mind, aren't you? Yes, you're a great mind. <laughs> And as good as the gift I've given you in your mind, just like you were born, and, and you were not born with me at the table, so you were darkened. She was not born with me at the table, and she's been darkened too. And so all of her thinking, I think, I think, I think, it's not been with me at the table. And so she only can think in darkness. Now the problem is, she's thought about everything. Everything. So anything new that comes to the table, she's going to say, here's what I think, here's what I think. And she's already made up her decision on what she thinks, and it's all based on her own darkness. And little King Will, for me to come in and serve you and to save the kingdom, what what I need you to do is there's going to be times when she's pestering you, and I think, and I think, and I think, and you need to just say, shh. Now don't tell her to shut up, just say, shh, shh. And you need to stop and you need to take every thought that she gives you captive and you need to bring it to me, King Jesus. Now, little King Will, I know you wanted to give me your hat, but but I'm not going to force this. This is your responsibility. It's going to be an act of will. It's going to be you setting forth what I am telling you to do. It's not your agenda. I am telling you bring every thought she tells you to me. Now, here's what's going to happen. Well, I'm going to give you the truth. And it won't always square up with what she thinks, but it's the truth. And, Will, you know what happens with the truth. The truth will set you free. And as you take the truth back to the mind, something's going to happen, because I can wash her, and I can renew her, and it won't be too long until she begins to think like I think. And so, Will, Part of what I want to do is not come in and just dictate to you everything, but I want to guide and direct you, Will. And this will have the greatest potential for the kingdom. But you have a responsibility here. You need to do what I tell you. And so you need to learn to take every thought captive and bring it to me. Now let me tell you about this one, little King Will. I'm going to have these two sit together because these are Siamese twins. See, everything that she thinks... This one feels. I mean, if she thinks it, she feels it because this one is, is your emotion. She's your emotion. And, and if you thought that this one pestered you and pestered you and talked and talked and talked, this one screams! She, she screams, I'm afraid! I'm terrified she gets angry and she's raw and it's almost as if she grabs you around the neck and chokes you She pounds the table and tells you what she's feeling and you've been listening to her your entire life You've been allowing her to rule the kingdom and you have done everything that she wants you to do you wimp But for me to be the king of the kingdom I need you to recognize that that she doesn't just feel things on her own. Everything that she thinks, she begins to feel. And so when you see her screaming, little King Will, I need you to first ask her, what have you been telling her? Because what she's been saying to her, she feels. And so not only do I want you to take every thought captive, I want you to take every feeling, and I want you to bring it to me. And I'm going to give you truth. And the truth will set you in the kingdom free. And as you give the truth back to your mind, she will begin to say different things to the emotion. And her response, it's not bad. The mind, I created the mind for you, Will. I created the emotion for you. And something will happen. She will start to feel the things that I have wanted you to feel. But it's important to know, as good as the mind is, as good as the emotion is, neither one of these can ever rule the kingdom. This is going to be hard. You've allowed them to help rule the kingdom, but no longer. They cannot rule the kingdom. Now, this third one. I mean, if she pestered and she screamed, this guy is ruthless. I mean, he just says, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. Because this guy, little King Will, he is your desire everything you desire is wrapped up right here in him And and so the way i've even created you. I gave you a mind. I gave you emotion. I gave you desire And so for the rest of your days, there's going to be things that that you desire and want They're not all bad. You're going to love pizza You're going to want to sleep in every time you get a chance you're going to Love it when people think good things about you and and desire love certain things But here's the problem. He wasn't born with me either And he was darkened And so there are some things that he wants that doesn't match up with what I want for the kingdom And even more than that this guy is shrewd And so he will tell you things like this. "Hey, Hey little king will we we need some pizza now, let's be honest. We don't need the pizza. We want the pizza. But, but we, we have that in us. And, and so it's, it's your responsibility, little King Will, to take every want that he brings to you and bring it to my feet. I will come in and save the kingdom. I am the king of kings. I will be in charge of the kingdom. But I'm going to make sure that it's your responsibility to take every thought, every feeling, every desire and bring it to me. Now, here's what's going to happen Not only can I wash and renew the mind, this is going to require that you don't lean on your own understanding. and all your ways, acknowledge me and I'll direct your paths. And and then there's going to be things in your desire where you need to just say to desire, why so downcast, O my soul? Put your trust in me and then I can bring truth. But on this one, there's going to be times when you need to allow the mind and the emotion to speak through me bringing truth and say, we can't serve both God and mammon, money, stuff. And we need to bring truth And the more that I give truth to you will and you give it to the mind and the emotion and desire It won't be too long. The desire will start wanting the things that I want And I can transform not only you little king will but all the advisors around the table Now, now now hear me All the things that i'm telling you It's hard and 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 there's an amount of working out of this saving the kingdom that I'm going to ask you to do. Now, it's not in your strength. You'll never have to wonder what to do. I'm going to be right by you. I'm going to be serving you. And you know what? As long as you're on earth, there's going to be things that she thinks that are not in my truth. As long as you're on earth, there's going to be things that she feels that's not in my truth. As long as you're on earth, there's going to be things that he wants that's not in my truth. But if you bring all of them to me, I will save the kingdom from making the willful decision to go in that direction. And and we can bring truth to that. Now, Will, there's also some other people who are not at the table that that can affect the kingdom. There's people out there that that don't have me sitting at their table. And there's people out there who have their own will and mind and emotion and desire, and they do whatever they want to do, and and they do what pleases them. And you're going to have to learn, little Will, not to take What they say and let it affect what happens in this kingdom and this one's going to struggle She's going to begin to see what they say and it's going to make sense And and she's going to tell you if 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 people like us then they will help us And 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 so from the influence of other people who don't have me at the table She'll try to raise up her Lordship again, and you need to say no No Not only are you not going to be king and you're not going to be king. You're not going to be king. They're not going to be king Now, now let me tell you, Will, there's, there's some people even in this room today who do have me sitting at the table. And they are such a gift. Because these things that I'm telling you is hard. And and God has given you brothers and sisters in the church. And and they have me at the table. And they can help you see what's really happening at the table. And they can guide and, and and help point you in the direction. But I need to warn you, they too have a mind. They too have emotion. They too have desire. And so it's important to never ever let them rule the kingdom either. Only I am the king of the kingdom. And finally, there's one who invites himself in at every roundtable meeting. He will be darting in, and, and he wants to break in, and he often starts here, and he is the father of all lies. He is a cunning genius of all genius, and he'll come in and try to speak mistruth, just change it a little bit. But you need to take every temptation that hits the mind, every temptation to say, I've been wronged and its Oh so bad and complaining and grumbling and arguing and take those temptations and bring them to me. And oh, this one, the enemy loves to come at this one and put everything in front of this one to possibly trip the kingdom up. But it's important to remember to take them all captive and bring them to me because I am the king I didn't create you will to kill you or to kill your advisors. But I created you to have relationship with you. And that's going to mean you have to trust me. Friends, if you'll just have a seat there and relax. As I walk through this modern day parable this week, it just leapt off the page in my heart. Not because that's the authoritative truth. It's because this is the authoritative truth. That we would shine like the stars in the universe. And that we would obey all the time. And we would not have grumbling, complaining, and arguing among us. And we would be a witness. And joy would come from reaching our full potential in Him. Church, why don't we live that way? Friends, I believe there is some here today that, that they need this truth that we just unpacked together. I wish I would have had it explained to me this way 20 or 30 years ago Because I think so many of us we not only need to bring jesus to the table invite him in We somehow think that we have no responsibility left And we know we're not supposed to sin and continue to move in disobedience over and over willfully over and over again But we let the mind run rampant and rule the kingdom we let emotion rule the kingdom. We let desire rule the kingdom. And I believe today Jesus wants to bring some truth that will set somebody free today and say, No, no. I have created you with the will. You need to set your will to not work in your salvation. To not work for your salvation. I'm going to tell you every step of the way what to do. But work it out. Live it out. Begin to live the way I created you to live. And so when your mind tells you something, bring it to me. When your emotion feels something, bring it to me. When your desire wants something, bring it to me. And I can change the kingdom. But friends, I think sometimes we get so caught in a lofty, religious academic thought that we kid ourselves and we allow the kingdom to be left in ruins because we keep Jesus at bay not because we don't let him into our heart you may be here and you haven't let him in you need to let him in, the kingdom's a mess and he wants to fix it but many of us have let Jesus in to sit at the table but we argue back and forth and we say either take these advisors out or I have to listen to them And We live defeated I do the things that I don't want to do and what I want to do I don't do and I don't know how to do it And and as Paul was being sanctified by Christ Jesus says listen to me I will tell you how to respond to mind. I will tell you how to respond to emotion I will tell you how to respond to desire, but it takes a relationship you see this is not some conditional thing that Jesus won't just save us and it's good. and You've got to somehow prove it out for the rest of your life. Work out your salvation. Live it. Enjoy it. This is where the joy is. Because now little King Will can relax and know that he is not no longer needed. He's called to set his will, his heart, his mind, his emotion, his desire on the things that Jesus tells him. As we close this morning, I want to invite you to Bow your head with me. And I believe there's some of us here today that freedom is right around the corner. I want to be careful. I'm not making light of your situation. If I knew the temptation that you were facing, I would agree with you that it is a battle that is huge. There's some here today who have a secret temptation, a secret Willful disobedience that you've been hanging on to for year after year after year Jesus wants to free you up and clean the kingdom, but he needs you to trust him It's going to require relationship. It's not one more declaration. It's not one more prayer It's a daily listening to him say bring me that thought bring me that feeling bring me that desire And I want to give you truth and you take it back to the mind the emotion and desire But until you set your will on it and say, yes, I will trust you, yes, I will do relationship with you, it won't happen. There's somebody else here today that you are facing great, great sorrow. And the temptation is to let your emotion be the king of the kingdom again. Oh, friend, why so downcast, oh, my soul? Put your trust in God. I'm not saying that your circumstance is weak. I'm not saying that you don't have a case. But why be downcast when you know the creator of the universe wants you to trust him? There's some who their mind has been ruling the kingdom for a long time. You believe in Jesus, you've invited him to the table, you even do what he says, but you have to outthink everything. And so you go overboard on the mind trying to get the emotion in check, trying to get the de- the desire in check, but really you need to realize that even your own mind is not up to the task. Would you lay down your own mind today and say Jesus? You don't ask me to check my brains and not think, but But yes, I will take my thoughts and bring them to you. And will you wash and renew my mind and help me think the way you think? Because there's joy on the other side and the kingdom can flourish in your life. Father, I pray for my friends today. I pray that across this room... In our hearts, in our minds, there'll be confession. There'll be a cry out to you for help. And just like as Keith shared, you hear our cry. You want to help us not be lost in the maze, and you want to show us the right door, but we need to walk through it. We need to go in obedience, and so Lord, I pray today that you will even give us the power to let our will be set on Thank you, Father, before I see it, for the freedom that you're going to give to my brothers and sisters. Thank you for the freedom that you are giving to my heart. It's in your powerful Son's name we pray. Amen.